Welcome to the Grim and Bloody Show. I am Kevin Nicholson, a writer for HorrorNews.net. And with me, as usual, is uh, uh, is Creature Features host, uh, Al Omega, and Joe Flynn, the award-winning host for Creativity. Um, and today we have a very special guest who is... Uh, um, who is just kind of an icon to uh, you know to me because I grew up watching uh, uh, you know watching some of the uh, films that she has been in, longtime star of stage and uh, and, and screen and television, Miss Jane Merrow. Thank you. Very nice introduction. <laughs> oh, thank you, uh, thank you very much. Now, yes, you have to. I, I first of all. Give us a little bit of uh, background of how you became interested in performing, interested in uh, in in the acting uh, genre. Well, I, I wanted to do it ever since I was a child, probably from the age of, I don't know, six, seven, eight, something like that. Uh, I had family who were in the business. My um, grandfather was a uh, stage designer and, um, he did. He worked at one of the major London theatres, and I had uh, uncle in the business, and um, my grandmother was in it. So I was kind of, you know, aware of of the business and and so on. And I loved just acting and, and performing and showing off. So ever since <laughs> I was a small child, uh, I wanted to be an actor. Were you a bit of a ham, you know, as a, as a child going up? Oh, I'm sure I was, yes, yes, <laughs> definitely. You know, they'd say, Do, give us a poem, and I'd get up there and give it to them. <laughs> uh, so, how did you, um, I, I believe if I recall reading your uh, your first, uh, one of your first you know, films was a picture called The Young and Willing. Um, which I consider kind of a, a British. It's called the Wild and the Willing, actually. Wild and the Willing, right? Yeah. And it was kind of a, a, a kind of a, a rebel youth uh, a, a kind of uh, you know kind of film. Um, was that your was that your first foray into uh, into movies? Yes, it was. Um, I I had uh, actually tested for the lead, uh, and another actress was was offered the lead, but they said they would like me to do it, and and gave me another part, which was very nice. It was sort of the beginning of the the kind of sixties um, re rebellion, rebel films, and really the beginning of the one of the most important parts of the British film industry. I think. Um, yeah, I would involved in a very exciting time we had um uh, you know london was pretty much at the center of uh the swinging world at the time we had the beatles um we had you know dolly birds mini skirts the king's road all that that and and a very thriving industry at the time uh with them some wonderful writers directors um, and actors hello Hello. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, we're simply uh, enthralled listening to what uh, you know, listening to. So you, so you were, you were kind of uh, there at the um, at the outset of this boom of youth cinema. 
uh, that was, uh, uh, you know, that was going on. A new generation. Yes, and then, then I went on to do my first major film as a, in, in a starring role, which was called, um, in, in America it was called The Girl Getters, and in England it was called The System, and um, it, it, was a, 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 it was a very successful film, and again, very much part of that kind of youth rebel thing where, where we were all sort of um, more of the, the realistic type of movies than, uh, than we'd been doing before. A lot of the British stuff before had been very structured. There was a lot of comedy and so on and, and mystery stuff. But this was a you know kind of breakout time for us in terms of doing relationship pieces. And as I said, you know, films about young people and young people finding themselves and that sort of thing. Uh, that is fantastic. And uh, can you tell us what it was like working on the Hammer film of Phantom of the Opera? Oh, yes. Oh, that was, yes. I, that was actually, um, I'm trying to think, that was also one of my very first films. It was, um, yes. I, I, I played, I had a small part in that. I played uh, one of the, uh, I think, opera girls. Um, and we had, as I, I worked with uh, Heather Sears, who was playing the lead in it. The uh, Phantom was played by an actor called Herbert Lum, who I got to know uh, quite a bit better later on in a, in a television series he was doing. I did a, an episode of that, and he was uh, very kind and generous. And he was quite a, a star in his own right in England. Um, it, it was fine, it was fun. Again, I was part of a group of girls like, uh, there was another film I did called uh, Don't Bother to Knock. Uh, where I was part of another group of girls. And um, I think that actually was almost my very first film because I didn't really understand the film industry at all at the time. And I was doing um, a play in London. I was, uh, I was uh, with some major uh, actresses and an actor, uh, Lillian Hellman play, actually. I was an understudying in that. And the director had let me off to go and do this film and, and I did my two days and at the end of the second day I said, well, thank you very much, I'm off now. And they said, no, where are you going? And I said, well, I finished. They said, no, you haven't, you're established. You, we, we haven't finished this scene, we're carrying on to the next day. And I was panic stricken because I thought I was going to lose my job at the theatre, which in those days was much more important to me. Um, I thought, you know, film industry was pretty, you know, the theater was, was it. To be in the theater was the, the thing one should be doing. And, uh, but fortunately, the director of the, the, of the play, um, quite a famous director called John Dexter, he understood the situation. He said, okay, just, just go and finish it. Um, but I, I thought my career was ended at that time. I thought it was all over before it had been, even begun. Well, we're so happy that it didn't happen that way. So, so was I. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm looking here at your IMDb, and, and your very it, it credits your very first piece as actually being Angry Gods, rather than Why Bother to Knock. Um, and well, Angry uh, Gods was actually a television um, miniseries series about for a Shakespeare series, ah. um, and I we were doing a Winter's Tale. I'm not sure that was the first thing I did because I was already, my career was beginning to build at that time. The other day with uh, Julian Glover, you know, who's in Game of Thrones. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah. in that. 
and uh, we were trying to figure out when it was when it was but maybe maybe you're right maybe, maybe that was before I, I now, it's kind of a long time ago now <laughs> <laughs> yes I've lost track of it yeah that's not to put too fine a figure on it finger on it uh, mm -hmm. I've always wanted to ask although I have a, a proper British actress on the line uh, here you've done okay Angry Gods it was Shakespeare yeah uh, and it, this is a British production in England by by British people. When you're doing Shakespeare like that, do you feel like if, you, if you're doing a British uh, show, uh, or I should say uh, you're doing something from a British author, do you feel like uh, there's an extra weight, an extra obligation to be really good? Is everyone really serious about it? Uh, I'm well, I think, not serious. <laughs> no, I think you treat Shakespeare just like you treat any other work that you're doing. You take the same, I hope, professional approach to it. I mean, the difference with Shakespeare is, is first of all, he was was the greatest playwright I think that ever lived, partly because he understood human nature so well. And then, of course, there is the challenge of the verse. But I've been doing Shakespeare on and off all through my school years and in through um, my my dr drama school years. So I didn't feel that was a particular challenge to me. I was ah. very lucky in that respect. I think for some young actors who are not familiar with Shakespeare or how to do the verse or anything, then then it does become more of a burden. But um, no, I mean, it just, it was another part and a, a wonderful part. And I just, you know, n no extra pressure really, to be honest with you. I've, I've been want, wanting to ask somebody about that ever since I saw Helen Beckham Carter in The King's Speech, being that she is uh, connected to royalty uh, in, in her own genealogical background. And of course, that's not that terribly uncommon uh, in England to have somebody who is somehow distantly related to the crown. So I, I've always wondered if there was a particular uh, obligation to do a better job at something that was British. So. Oh, no, I don't so, think so. I mean, I think if you're a professional actor, that's what you are as a professional actor. And you should approach every every job really the same way. Sure. You just uh, you know you, you take your script and 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 give give a value and a truth to it. And if you don't, then don't do the part if you don't want to do that. Yeah, and I so agree. Now I do have a question though, because your resume and it, it's a long listed one. What was yes. it like uh, working? with Roger Moore on the oh, same. Oh, he was charming, delightful, lovely, sweet man, never took himself seriously, uh, never quite understood how he got to where he was. And I don't know that he knew how charming he was, but that, that was, that, he didn't think he was particularly talented. He was a lot of fun to work with. Um, he used to have, um, sort of practical jokes set up on uh, on set uh, because it was that we were doing light light material we weren't doing Shakespeare at that time so the the um, environment would wear that um, and you know made, makes made it easier for those who are doing the series which is doing a series can be pretty hard work if you're doing it you know sort of almost 24 7 like the the established characters cast and crew are doing and um, it made it much easier and much more fun for us coming in as guest artists, you know, to fit in. 
Uh, he was just, he was a wonderful man, Roger. A very, a, a very good man. Well, I have to ask, uh, Jane, excuse me. I have to ask, uh, you had a chance to work with, uh, with three icons in, in genre cinema, um, in uh, Terry Fisher, Christopher Lee, and Peter Cushing uh, for uh, Night of the Big Heat. Yes. Uh, which you uh, uh, which you had done in 1960, I think filming was in 1966. Um, and- I think it was, yes. What, what, what was that uh, like working with those three? I would imagine that Terry Fisher was the kind of director where you learned quite a bit, almost as if you were in a uh, film school of sorts, even as an actor. Well, uh, yeah, Terry was a lovely director, in incredibly uh, experienced and, um, you know, ran a very good set. Uh, again, nothing to, he was very, very, um, how can I put it, in tune with his actors and his crew. Um, and I think that's what sort of set him ahead. I mean, there was no disconnect in any shape or form. And, uh, of course, Christopher and, and, and um Peter had been working together on and off over quite a few, well, I think quite a few years by then. Peter was another charming man, a very, a real gentleman, and a, a gentle man, um, very sweet. And uh, Christopher, a little bit more aloof, um, very aware of who he was, uh, but still extremely friendly and easy to work with. And uh, it was the whole the whole film was kind of fun. We we shot in the quite dark winter, and it was very very cold. And we were supposed to be all dying of, of the heat in this film. And we we were standing there wrapped to the gills in coats and everything. And then they'd say we're ready to shoot, and they'd come out with a glycerine bottle and spray us all over. So we looked like we were sweating. All the coats came off, and we just you know, pretended we were, you know, roasting to death in, in the middle of winter. Um, but again, it, it was a it was a good script. It was, um, and I think a very entertaining piece. And um, we we had a, a, a good time doing it and a very well run film, very well organized. And that was a lot due to Terry Fisher. Yes, it was. Now I have to, <laughs> I have to, uh, I've, Red, and also, I actually... we had an we had a first-rate producer on that film, a lady by the name. And I'm just trying to think, was it? No, no. So, I think she did the the Hands of the River. I'm not sure. Aida Young produced one of those films. No, it wasn't. It wasn't the Night of the Big Heat. She did the Hands of the Ripper. Right. Very good producer. Now, my understanding was it was that it was it was because, in a way, this film that you were got cast for the lion in winter uh or do i have no. that no Mr. that's not so okay please. i was doing a play in london with edward fox if you know who he was day of the jackal <clears throat> and we were doing this play and um it was a play that peter o'toole had been offered as a film so peter i believe came to see it he always denies coming to see it but he did see it and I think he must have, he saw me in it. And so I was invited to test with probably about 30 other actresses for the part that I eventually played. And um, 
Peter was was ama one of the most amazing actors I well I think possibly the most that I ever worked with. Uh, he was quite extraordinary um, and loved the loved his craft as much as anybody I ever worked with. Really, really was passionate about it and expected everybody else to be passionate about it. And on that particular piece we were doing, there was it wasn't difficult to be that way. Um, and when he went to LA to ask Catherine Hepburn to be in it, she said, I'll do it, but you have to, you know, make sure we get the rest of the cast so that we're a family, we're, you get the best to, that will fit together. And he tested with everybody. He must have done hundreds of tests with not just for people for my part, but for, for the actors that played the boys in the film or with the boys, we used to call them the boys, the young men. And it was really? uh, Anthony, Anthony Hopkins' first film. He was he was working ah. in the theater. And um, <clears throat> I think, um, you know, he was very nervous actually. And, and, and Catherine Hepburn helped him a lot. Um, and, you know, helped him become the extraordinary film actor he is now, I think. Now, it, this was also uh, Timothy Dalton's uh, first And Timothy uh, Dalton's first film, yes, too. Um, I, I think, I don't know whether Tim had done film, no, he hadn't done any films, but um, he, he slid into it perhaps a little more easily than Tony. Tony was working at the National Theatre, which was the leading major theatre at the time. And so he was coming straight from, you know, full on theater in a, quite a big theater uh, to taking it all down on film. Same thing, it's the same technique, whether you're on film or on stage, it's just you make it bigger on stage uh, and smaller on film. But um, the, the process is still the same. Um, but um, no, I mean, I think it was it was an extraordinary experience for all of us. Yes, Al. I, I was actually going to ask. You know, uh, I'm going to go off genre here just a tad. Uh, one of my favorite TV series you were in, um, Alias Smith and Jones. I have a, a small connection. Oh. That I'm not going to go into. Uh, but uh, so Alias Smith and Jones, you come over. Uh, had you done a western before? No, I was thrilled. I was so excited to do a western. I really was, I said, oh my goodness, I'm going to ride a horse, I'm going to be in a cowboy film. How wonderful. And, yes. uh, and you know, that that's what it was. It was it was good. It was great part and great fun to do. Um, again, um, it's nice people. I mean, working in L.A. is a lot different from working in England. I mean, they, in L.A. you'd do a show, an hour-long show in seven days, where in England we were given 14, so... The pressure was more intense, you know, just get on with it and do it. Um, and there wasn't, you know, the, the time quite as much. We used to have a bit more fun on set in England, I think, because first of all, the crews, the crews just treated the actors like one of us. And but in L.A., they were a bit more sort of, um, I don't know, they, they, they were a bit more distant from the actors, whether they were afraid of us or they didn't like us or whatever it was, but I felt there was more of a disconnect between the actors and, and the crew on set in, in Hollywood in, in television. Um, whereas in England, we all kind of basically were mucking in together, as it were. 
Now, but uh, I love doing it, alias Smith and Jones. It was great fun, and, and no. loved it very much. I was very sad though that it wasn't long after that that Pete Jewell. Um, yes. Um, he was a troubled man, I think, sadly. Uh, so many in in Hollywood and in, in acting in general are. I mean, uh, someone might even say that it is their their troubled nature that actually allows them to dip into or that they dip into to give us these wonderful performances. Well, I, I think that's true, possibly but... true. It's not a very good profession for them to get into, though, if they are troubled, I think. I think mm. um, it just it just exacerbates it. Uh, so now in, in England, of course, you have a lot of horses. So perhaps you had a background with the dealing with horses before you got into this that particular show. But in England, you really don't have a lot of guns running around. Not, not no. compared to America. Um, no, absolutely not. We don't uh, we don't do guns. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. I do mean, guns. The, only, no, only we don't on do film. guns. Huh? We didn't. We definitely didn't do guns in in my my time. It was very it was very rare that a gun was pulled uh, in England. I think it perhaps comes out a little bit more now. But um, no, you, you know the the police don't, aren't armed armed in England as you probably know. Yes. And therefore, I think the crooks, the villains, were not weren't. And anyway, much more difficult to get a gun in England than than it would be in America. Yes. Very true. Yeah. By the way. Oh, I was just going to ask about your experience on Hands of the Ripper. What was that like? Oh, yeah. Oh, that that was, I loved doing that because, I, I mean, the, the part I play, was playing was, in, I thought, rather a dull girl. She was just Miss Goody Goody all the way through. But the, what made it interesting was that she was blind and that made it, a, a, you know, a, a challenge for an actor. Uh, to, to play blind. I, I enjoyed that. And I, I wanted to do the film because I like the director very much, Peter Sasty, and I wanted to work with Eric Porter because he he was one of the good actors, or very fine actors that, that uh, was around at the time. He'd, he'd done um, some terrific work on stage. And um, I just, I wanted to work with him. And then Ang Harrod, who played that the, the daughter of the Ripper was, we had a lot of fun. She and I had a lot of fun together. We, Seems we like she has a rather natural charisma about uh, about her when you're watching that in that film, kind of a natural presence. Is that something that you saw? Ang Harrod. Yeah. Yes. Yes, she did. She definitely, yes, I agree with you. Yes, I thought she yes. was very good. It was a good film. I mean, it's amazing to me in a way because it's such an crazy idea that the you know that the ripper would have a daughter who would go around doing the same sort of thing but it's the favorite film of so many people i've met you know they're really uh, <laughs> you know that's the fun thing about these uh films or yeah. television series people can say hey i remember you from you know the saint or my partner the ghost alias yeah. smith and jones the magician and they, Neither here. And I did. I mean, the other shows I did, which I mean, one of the shows I loved doing was Mission Impossible because I loved working with Leonard Nimoy. Oh. Um, and um, and and we 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 had a sort of love affair in that particular show, on screen, mm -hmm. and um, uh, he was a terrific actor. 
I mean, you know, he'd, he'd made his reputation and indeed his money by playing Mr. Spock. Um, but the reality was he was, he was a, a, quite an extraordinarily good actor um, who had he chosen not to do go that route, he, he would have been, had quite a stage career, I think. And again, another lovely, lovely man. I like, I like working with him and I very much like working with Bill Bixby. Um, who, who um, I mean, I went out to, to Hollywood to get married. That was the reason I was there. But I did go out with a very big calling card, which was the Lion in Winter. And um, these actors that I'm talking about, um, anybody who was a real, what I call real actor, actor, and there were one or two people in LA that were, were, were personalities and stars more than actors. But Bill was a real actor and so was, was Leonard. And, yes. um, and, and that, so I, I kind of, you know, had the door open for me to, to them in terms of working with them. They were both very appreciative of the film and, and, and me. So it was wonderful. Now you had, <laughs> uh, you, you uh, had another um, Hollywood star quite taken by you uh, as I've uh, as I've read over the years Mike Connors uh, ah. who uh, uh, you did two episodes of uh, of Mannix, Mannix and he uh, yes I, I, and he I, said I she was delightful him. really how nice That's of what, him yeah, yeah. how yeah. sweet of him I did I didn't know that I'd made that kind of impression on him um, no, he, but he, he just remarked at just how you know how professional you uh, uh, you were and just how friendly you were on the set um, as uh, as far as he really enjoyed working with you I understand oh well, that's lovely well I mean that's all I ever wanted to do was act and when I'm on set or you know on stage is a little different because you know you're coming on stage and and maybe working with one other actor um, uh, or maybe two other or three or whatever other actors for, and you're with them for that moment and then you come off stage and that they, you, you go to your dressing room or whatever you do whereas on set you're with a whole family I mean it's not just the other actors it's it's the crew as well and in all honesty I I, I prefer doing film to, to the theatre for that reason doing stage is wonderful and and um exciting and exhilarating and terrifying but i love doing film and i love doing film because of of the of the interaction between the other actors and the crew very true you know and and i i too would be like compared to going out on a stage every single night to a live audience and hoping please don't let me uh mess up my lines you oh, know. I did that the last time I was. I did Lady Macbeth a couple of years ago, and uh, you know, learning that part at uh, at a certain age is is quite a challenge. And I did forget the lines, and I was making up Shakespeare as I went along a couple of times. <laughs> and there you go. Hey, yeah, better way well, to do it. They'll get the drift of this. Even if they if they know the speech inside out and backwards, they'll know I've made a mess of it. But. It, if they get the meaning of what I'm trying to say, they, they won't notice. That's true. They probably appreciated that someone had. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't much they, I they, could do. Uh, there was no, they, we had no uh, no prompt sitting in the corner to give us the lines, which you usually do in the theater. And if you if you messed up, you were on your own out there. <laughs> well, I, 
Go ahead. Oh, thank that you. That was uh, pretty scary. It can't be very scary. <laughs> I, I do have to ask you, you had mentioned uh, working with Leonard Nimoy. You yeah. got to work with uh, Bill Shatner twice. Oh, yes. Uh, in yes. both times as his, uh, as his wife. Uh, uh, I think I worked with Bill three times, but I can't remember the third thing. Anyway, no, I did. I did. Yeah. Um, we did um, uh, the Hound of the Bas Baskervilles together. You did the trolling horror. around Universal backlot, pretending to be Dartmoor, which I thought was terribly funny. Um, and um, you, you yeah, did the horror at thirty-seven thousand feet. The horror at thirty-seven thousand feet, which was yeah. astonishing, really. I mean, it was a thrill for me to meet all these quite famous American actors: Buddy Ebsen, Bill Shatner, um, Paul Winfield, Roy. Sh I mean, goodness, the list went on and on. That's true. It was, it was impressive. Um, so what was Bill like? Bill is fun. Bill is all about Bill. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to put it. And I, I've got another friend, an actor called Darren Nesbitt, who's like that. All, Darren's all about Darren. But they're both delightful, charming, very funny. And every now and again, you have to say, oh, for goodness sake, be quiet. <laughs> Right. But, um, Stop talking about yourself. <laughs> but uh, no, uh, Bill again. I think loves the business. He love he loves being in the business, and and that that's a big plus. You know, there's no point in being in our industry, which is so so difficult and so challenging, if you're not going to enjoy it. And I think that was the problem for for someone like Pete Jewell and a few others. I mean, they really, they shouldn't have been there because it was too, it was too difficult um, emotionally, I think, and, and stressful. Um, it's not the right business for them. I think you've got to, you've got to love it. You've really got to love it. You've got to have fun with it. Uh, very true. And I, I so agree with that, you know. <clears throat> and not take ourselves too seriously. That was the wonderful thing about Roger Moore, that he never took himself seriously. Because it, re although, you know, we're actors and we get all the fuss and the attention, which is lovely and we all enjoy it. But let's face it, we're not rocket scientists or anything like that. <laughs> yes, I'm building a rocket right now. And uh, <laughs> I'm shooting myself to the moon. Oh, good. <laughs> no. But yeah, that's the thing. It, it's always good to get acknowledgement and, you know, for all these films that you've been in or television yes. series, people can always go back and find them somewhere and say, yeah. hey, you know, this was a great film. And or, and that's what we are. We are entertainers and we, we make people feel we take them into a different world out of their own and, and, and make them laugh and make them cry. And the fans are the ones who make us. And, you know, people shouldn't forget that. Well, you certainly did make a lot of people laugh. You came here and you did another non-genre, uh, non uh, not our genre at least, series, which uh, sadly is probably never going to see the light of day ever again, Love American Style. Oh, I love that was oh that was that must so have been very fun. silly. That was harking back to your very first couple of shows. Well, you very, see, very nobody silly. ever after the Lion in Winter, people wouldn't cast me in comedy. In fact, I bumped into uh, Steve Forrest, who came to England to do a show called The Baron, which I did, 
And I bumped into Steve on the back lot of one of the studios in Hollywood. He said, what the heck are you doing out here? And I said, well, I'm trying to get work and everything. He said, well, there's not much call for Lady Macbeth out here. So I don't know what you're doing here. <laughs> I said, well, I'm married, so I don't have much choice. Um, but, uh, um, but yeah, I, I, I love America. And so I was, you know, considered a rather serious British actress, et cetera, et cetera. So love American style for me was just a delight to do because I, I love doing comedy. And I think I'm quite good at it, but I don't get the opportunity as often as I would like. Well, I will always think of you as a comedic actress now, waiting well, for something you. to happen when I watch you. Good. I'm yes. glad to hear that. <laughs> uh, so do you have anything else coming up where people might be able to watch? Well, I've got, um, I've got a film out on Amazon at the moment, which I did last year <clears throat> called The Haunting the haunting of Margaret castle which is a horror film mm. um well it's a ghost it's a ghost horror film yeah um and that was sort of made strictly for streaming um and i'm in that with darren nesbitt and um well i think Dar darren and i are probably the biggest names in it um oh no no i shouldn't say that carolyn monroe <laughs> carolyn monroe yeah. is in it as well uh, of, of Bond fame, lovely lady. And yes. um, so that's out and that's a horror film. And, um, you know, things have kind of come to a grinding halt at the moment because uh, of this horrible disease that we're all struggling with. And I'm so sorry, Kevin, that you had it full bore. Um, but um, there is a film that I'm being, maybe gonna happen in, it's supposed to be February and then it goes to March and maybe it, it'll be more really more the spring um and i'm also trying to get a, a project of my own off the ground uh, i did i've been doing short films which i like doing um i like writing them and i i write them to give myself nice parts so um i've done two or three of those and um they're actually going to be going on to a short film only platform here Ooh. which will be worldwide a lot is going on to the airlines and stuff like that um and i said they've they've taken at least uh, two of my short films and hopefully a third one and the one of them i'm trying i'm getting developed i have written a script actually a full-length script which i want to see would like to see made into a feature film so that's what's been keeping me busy as much as anything um i back then i'll write a note to Hollywood, if you're looking to cast for a comedy western, Jane Marrow is, av is available. I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, when you, when you were thinking yeah. about not having done much in comedy and wanting to do westerns, I was thinking just how perfect you would have been in Capitol Hill. Oh, oh, uh, which is one of the funniest westerns you could, you could ever watch. And, that was just a fabulous film. And, I, and I, I could forget pick, Lee Marvin and his drunken horse with the front legs crossed. <laughs> and Jane Fonda as the uh, as the very oh yes, yeah, Jane, yeah. yeah, lovely Jane Fonda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I I think the last series she's been doing with with Lily Tomlin, I've forgotten the name of it now, has been was very entertaining. Yes, yeah. Um, one of those uh, for Grace uh, and Frankie. Yes, exactly, yeah. for Netflix. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's a very, I highly recommend it. It's a very funny, very addicting show. Uh, very, very addicting. Yes. Yes. And, 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 and lovely to see actors not taking themselves too seriously and to see Martin Sheen and, and Sam, um, Sam, Sam, Watterson. Sam, Sam Watterson playing two old gay guys. I thought that was lovely. <laughs> There you go. I, uh, incidentally, and we'll wrap this uh, this up. I, I I was also recalling something that Roger Moore once said when somebody approached him about uh, asking him a question about his uh, uh, acting repertoire, and he said, "You want to know what my acting repertoire is? Left eyebrow raised, right eyebrow raised. That's it." <laughs> yeah, I've heard I've heard that. Well, that's what Roger pretty much thought about his acting. I don't think he ever saw himself really as an actor, but for a man who didn't think he was an actor, he was amazingly successful. And uh, and I think he deserved all of it. And he wisely didn't try to do things that he knew were going to make him look well outside his his um, his field and yeah. make him look ridiculous he was he stuck to what he was good at it, that was sensible well jane marrow thank you very much for joining us uh today well we, thank uh, you for inviting me and and uh, i'm glad we yeah. got over all the little hic hic hiccups and that and we were able to do this yes uh, you know, <laughs> thank you very much you have uh you've been a delight for you know for me uh just being a fan of film and a fan of your work and getting a chance to I wish I wish I had a chance to uh, to see you on uh, uh, as Emilia on Comedy of Errors because I'm picturing you now what fun I'm assuming oh, yeah. you would have been <laughs> I did have a lot of fun with that too there was one long and quite difficult speech which I yeah. kind of dreaded every night, but we got through it. And yes, it was it was uh, uh, delightful to do that show, and very very uh, a lot of talent there. Right. Yeah. In any case, thank you very much for uh, well, for joining us. Yes, thank, thank you. you. And and in, and and I wish you all the very best for the show. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Okay. Bye -bye. Thank you. Bye bye. 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 Thank you so bye -bye. much again. Bye.